take a minute and look around your house for me. See that smart refrigerator? The latest, greatest vacuum cleaner? And let's not forget that video game console. Do you know what they all have in common? They've all been manufactured in a way that's shaped by the latest in edge computing. Edge computing allows us to make more sophisticated devices by moving computing and data analysis with artificial intelligence to the edge where the action happens. In manufacturing, that's the assembly line. For example, let's take a look at quality control. Is that done in the cloud or should that be done at the edge in the factory? It turns out that when you actually move computing to the edge in the factory, quality assurance can be performed 21 times faster than if you send all the data to the cloud and back again. What does that mean for a manufacturer? Well, obviously greater efficiency and cost savings, but the ability to manage large amounts of data and compute upon them right there and then, for you and me, this means longer lasting and better refrigerators, better vacuum cleaners and video game consoles. Welcome to Life at the Edge, a special series on the Element podcast about how edge computing is transforming the world around us, often in very surprising and unseen ways. I'm your host, Dennis Vilfort, edge computing leader here at HPE. And in each episode, we look at different sectors to uncover a new story about the value of edge computing in business and beyond. Today's focus is manufacturing. So let's get started by asking this. What do most people not know about the edge's impact in manufacturing? Well, to answer that, we kind of have to take a look at manufacturing. You've probably all seen these long lines of people that work for Ford around 1910, cranking out Model Ts, right? And what was the big innovation then was that Henry Ford had seen how the slaughterhouses in Chicago worked. And he, he had taken that, basically how each individual butcher had a particular skill or a particular speciality, and he transformed that into how he manufactured cars. Before that happened, a car was manufactured like you and I would put together a bicycle. One screw at the time and then move to another task by specializing the tasks so that we could speed up the aggregate of the output. We have constantly been innovating around how we manufacture things because we want to be able to manufacture at higher quality, less variance, and quality insurance used to be by human hand. But what is new here is we now can use high resolution cameras in combination with sensors and artificial intelligence, which of course is an awful lot of compute firepower that needs to be sitting right where the data is being created. A quality assurance step in a modern manufacturing process can easily take uh, 100 megabytes per unit. Now here's the interesting thing. Those finished products are coming off the line every second, boom, 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 fast, 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 yeah? And when that is happening, we have no time to move the data anywhere else. Cloud computing is great for many things, but we need to be able to process a hundred megabytes of sensor information, high resolution cameras and multiple angles, that kind of stuff right there and then inside less than a second. So how do we do that? We do that by using edge computing. We put the compute out to where the data is created. And this is actually an important point because much as this data, once we're through with it, we probably don't want to store it. That data that I use to make a pass or fail decision is large, 100 megabytes or more. 
Now, the moment I'm done with it, what do I do? Do I keep the data? No, it has little value. It only had value at the moment, at that split second, where we made the decision to either pass this, this, this product or fail. So the data lifecycle at the edge is vastly different. Here data is hot one second and it's stone cold the next second. I remember one time I was talking to a data center in a big hospital and I said, do you know what your data life cycle is in terms of time? And one of the guys said, yeah, I know what it is. It's 30 days. And I said, well, how come you know that so precisely? He said, oh, it's my billing cycle. <laughs> We're not talking 30 days at the edge here. We're talking, well, 30 microseconds. Thanks to Moore's law, you know Moore's law, you get twice the amount of compute firepower per dollar and per square inch every 18 months. Well, this means that in the last 10 years, we can create things that are 100 times more powerful or the opposite, 100th of their size. An important point. We all walk around with a supercomputer in our pocket, right? That's our iPhone. So human beings are already like almost a data center on legs, yeah? So now what we just need to do the same thing for other activities, whether it's a coffee shop, manufacturing, whatever. So remember, we started by asking, what do most people not know about how edge computing is impacting manufacturing? Well, it is doing that one thing that we could never do before. It allocates compute firepower from a central place to a decentralized place. We no longer need a data center to do things. We can put that data center out where we have a manufacturing center. Everything, every manufacturing plant becomes its own little enclave of data center-ness. Computing is everywhere, is woven through everything in manufacturing. That's edge computing. So let's look at another question. We, we understand that we can take computing, stick it out in a factory, but what impact does that have on business? A manufacturing plant is running a business. We are hopefully building what people want to buy and we're doing it cost-effectively. If the value we created is $3 worth of value, and it costs us $1 to make it, but we sell it for $2. What has happened? It's all about creating more value by spending less resources. And I tell you one thing, when it comes to quality assurance that we just spoke about, manufacturing a widget that wasn't the right widget causes nothing but grief, it causes irritation, it causes angry phone calls, it causes damage to your brand because the customer now says, well, I ordered this particular car or I ordered this particular, you know, a pair of pants or whatever it is that's being semi-custom and I got the wrong size and they don't fit and I have a bad experience. That's a negative business impact. If I can improve upon the outcome to the customer, the customer gets the pants he ordered in the color he ordered, they fit perfectly. Well, here we have a happy customer. So since we talked about assembly lines, I'd like to give you a quick little example. By putting in cameras and doing what we talked about, which is quality assurance at the actual manufacturing output, we know whether the widget we manufactured or the widget we really wanted to manufacture, but we have looked into this and we have found that by cutting the time it takes, this is just one step out of many, but the time it takes to do QA from 97 seconds to one second, doesn't sound like a lot, right? But if you're manufacturing many, 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 many units in a particular plant every month, that has an aggregate effect. So when you then do the numbers, you figure out that just getting rid of a few seconds at each step 
can improve the output capacity of the factory. That's a huge impact because consider this. Let's say it costs like, what should we say, $100 million to build the plane, yeah? And then you say, well, I'll give you 21% more output capacity by streamlining each step along the way. That's like having this customer just got $21 million extra of the ability for, for the ability to, to, to manufacture. That's free capacity. That's kind of return on asset that I'm looking for. So what we're finding is the business impact, when we're talking about putting computers in the factory, is expressed in business terms. It's not just that we're doing things more efficiently in one plant. We're doing it more efficiently across all the plants. So now I have just not one factory in one town. I have 100 factories. Well, can you imagine if I can get $21 million extra across 100 factories? Now you see that multiplier effect there? That is a huge impact to business. That answers the question, why would I go through the trouble? Because you can run your business more efficiently. That's why. So let's examine our last question in this discussion. What does edge computing mean for the future of manufacturing? The future is not centralized. The future is distributed computing. We can put a small factory right next to the market. That allows us to cut down on transportation costs. It also allows us to do another thing that's very exciting about manufacturing, which is customization. And that factory is doing this stuff right in the actual place where you are going to purchase it in that market. That's edge computing and its finest. Can you imagine going to a dealer, have a cup of coffee, and the car is customized in the back room? Well, that's not too far-fetched. That could actually happen. I mean, today, we are manufacturing uh, cars in Silicon Valley, one of the most expensive places to do anything. Why, why is that even possible? Oh, because the, the, the resource we're dealing with is the compute firepower of the programmers who happen to live in Silicon Valley. Ah, and, and the robots manufacturing them, they, they, they could be on the North Pole. It can be anywhere because we don't have to move our manufacturing to where where the people are. We can put robots anywhere. So we move the manufacturing to where the market or another scarce resource is allocated. Another word for this would be omnipresent computing. So maybe it's worth just taking a moment. Well, what is the next 10 years going to look like? Edge computing is really a construct where we say we take compute out to where the job at hand is being performed. Well, if we do that more efficiently, there's two ways we can do things. We can get more money as humans, or we can get more time. So when you think about it, five workdays in a week, if I can just improve society productivity by 20%, I can go to four days a week. This has impact. Computers everywhere. In other words, computers are not in a cloister somewhere that only people that know how to run a data center can take advantage of it, or people who know cloud computing can take advantage of it. It'll be democratized. We will all take advantage of it. We will take advantage of everything we need and how we live and work. Maybe it's about freeing us up to do more creative things and have time with our family. I think that's within reach. And I think you'll see that in the next 10 years. And that's the real impact of edge computing. So that's our take on the edge of manufacturing. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the Element Podcast to learn all the surprising ways that the edge is changing the world around us. It's really advancing the way we live and work and even reinventing whole industries. Next time, we'll dig into healthcare and explore how edge computing 
is helping us diagnose some diseases up to 15 times faster, while at the same time dropping misdiagnosis by as much as 80%. So that's next time on Life at the Edge from HPE.